the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp. And, uh, yeah, you, yeah, Ann's uh, fiddling with her headphones. We're just sitting in here talking and forgetting about headphones. And, you know, some of the old guys like Bart Rittner and Hap Hansen and uh, Wally Osley and all those guys hated to wear headphones they had so so the engineers would take sets of headphones and and cut them in half so there'd only be one side, <clears throat> and so um, Dornberg and Rittner and all of those guys would uh, would do that. You sure it wasn't because their heads were too big? No. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> I can't testify to that. If they they should have had big heads. Gary, they, Gary might have had. Gary had a big head, def- yeah. definitely. But uh, they. Uh, I don't know if they had the big head or not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> our enge- is our engineer having some problems? Okay. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and also uh, my good friend Phil Campbell of Campbell Road Nursery is uh is with us this morning good morning <laughs> so are uh, you everybody okay doing good good Fantastic. as my grandmother said she looks very spry she and ann look look spry you ever heard that saying yeah spry yes yeah. i've heard of spry yeah i think everybody in here is now, spry that's not pam spry. like spray <laughs> spry no spry <laughs> i got you i got you oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I, alert I, this I'm morning like spry for a little old lady fairly alert so Thank you so much for having us out to Campbell Road Nursery last week. Oh, thank you for coming. We yeah. had uh, had a great time, and I really appreciate y'all coming out. It was, it was a big a, day. It was a big day, and it was it was a nice day. It was uh, the weather was beautiful, and uh, we actually sold out of trees on Sunday. So, you know, I think every, just about everybody has sold out of trees, and I think it's a wonderful thing for for people to enjoy those and for the. For the farmers who grow them, right? Gosh, I mean, they've had so many problems over the last few years, and and of course, uh, back during the recession, they didn't they didn't grow a, a lot of them. They didn't grow as many as normal, and so the there aren't as many tall trees, right? Right That's now, true. 
but it takes uh, – I counted the rings on one of those – one of our bigger trees, and it had 12 rings. So it – so that's, that's 12 years that it takes some of those larger trees to yeah. grow. So if you don't prepare for that, that's uh, that's tough times down the road. Have you ever sold out of trees? No. No. We've yeah. always had maybe 10 or 12 left. I was driving by a, a – fairly large tree company that was selling trees on Creedmoor Road yesterday in Raleigh and there were some there were some Charlie Brown trees out there. Oh yeah. There were some little teeny trees. <laughs> yeah. Probably for for you know the the kids Charlie the babies in the family but it was that's that's what some of them look like. I have four little tabletops left. It's yeah, just the, well, a lot of people like those. Yeah, so. they're they're nice. They don't but people are like, gosh, you know, it's hard to find lights some places uh, for quick because everybody's out uh, wrapping everything well, in I, lights. I went in a couple of stores, uh, box stores, and actually they've taken all their Christmas stuff out or sold it out, and now they've got all their spring fertilizer, weed eaters, grassy. I mean, everything in there now for spring. No it's kidding. Like, yeah. Uh, well, here and calling in. You know, it, I guess it depends on the winter. It could get uh, get warm enough, and if you haven't fertilized your fescue, you know, around Thanksgiving is is the time. I think you could probably still go go ahead and and uh, put in that fescue because it's pretty important this time of year for the root system of the fescue, and and most of the grass has been looking pretty good right. this year. Most of the fescue and the the uh, warm season grasses seem to be fading out properly, so I think uh, I think we're going to be okay with that. It's been it's been really a pretty fall. I wasn't it's expecting beautiful. it, but yeah, it has the leaves. I noticed coming over here that uh, the leaves are beautiful. So um, I um, I just heard somebody on the phone. It's one of our. Um, Maybe one of our uh, people from up in Granville County or somewhere calling in. Paul, Paul McKenzie. Oh, okay. Hey, Paul. From Vance County. Hey, I thought I heard you. Oh, wait a minute. You. Yeah, Paul McKenzie's with us. I'm Hi, sorry, Paul. Paul. <laughs> I thought I heard you say. <laughs> Paul's sitting there. Paul Paul is a guest. He's not a caller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, I didn't I have my prompter up, and I need prompting a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just sitting here like, hey. <laughs> hey, Paul. We all usually do. trees. Yeah, we were and um, you know I got to give a shout out to the North Carolina Christmas tree industry. Uh, you know we've got thirteen hundred uh, Christmas tree growers covering forty thousand acres up in the western part of the state. We're the number two producer. Uh, North Carolina is of Christmas trees in the in the whole country. So uh, we are blessed with a uh, an amazing Christmas tree industry and the most coveted species of Christmas tree that Fraser fir that's grown up. In the beautiful western part of our state is the is the most popular Christmas tree around the country. Yep, it is a pretty one. Well, there. Um, one of the things that I just heard from some of the guys is that if you don't uh, order everything that you need by the by January first, there won't be any next year. So that's how how tight it is right now. I'm just. It just takes like eight. Eight or nine or ten years to grow a decent Christmas tree. I know, but you know there are a lot of, uh, and I'm sure there are in Warren and and uh, Vance County, Paul. Lots of uh, Christmas tree growers, not just in the mountains. They're mostly Fraser firs, but we have pines and 
and all kinds of trees that are, yeah. are using this area. And, and and that's, you know, it's fun to go to the mountains to, to pick out a tree, but it's also fun to to go to your to your local dealer. I remember years ago when there were no houses on Strickland Road in Raleigh, <laughs> that there there was a beautiful Christmas tree farm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that Vance and, and Warren County, I'm sure, have some too, don't they, Paul? Well, I, I don't know. If, I, I think there's one in Granville County, but there definitely are uh, Christmas tree farms in in this part of the state, um, and you know that that's a fun fun way to spend a day this time of year, and you know, good way to uh, have some outdoor fun where you can be you know socially distanced and take the family out and cut your own Christmas tree. It's a good idea. Coming up. Um we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, how to preserve that Christmas tree that you have, and uh, of course, uh, lots of other things here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Uh, Paul, I promise uh, during the next three hours, I won't forget you again. Is that <laughs> no okay? worries. Oh, you must have felt like I did when I lost the governorship. <laughs> Nobody wanted me. <laughs> That's not the first time I've done it. They uh, said, with, "Now, with where Paul Rufus?" I, I, I did it with I w- did it with Johnny Coley one time too. Did Johnny? Sweet old Johnny just sat there. <laughs> so polite. So he'll get to me sometime. Paul, that's what you got to do. You got to rattle my cage. Oh, yeah. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF 919-860-9783. It's 815. I'm trying to find. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. And that may end today if I don't bring headphones into the studio anymore. (laughs) 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 And uh, leave Paul off uh, off that. Paul, I'm so sorry. I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm just, you know how radio announcers are. They're just kind of flit along here and there. They're going to do what they want to do. Well, the good Don't news do is, what they're told to do. That's right. The good news is no one can see you, so that's good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Mike's got the face well, for I that. Mean, no, no, no. I'm talking about when you're fiddling around. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll won't fiddle anymore. <laughs> okay. I, I was never very musical anyway. <laughs> Everybody else in my family is. 919-860-9783. Now that we got Paul settled, let's go to Susan. Susan, good morning, you're on WPTF. Well, good morning. I have a question about a breakout rose. All right. I have one that I want to cut back and move, and I wondered when would be a good time to do that. Now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you know. I could cut it back this time. That right, Phil? Yes. I have a uh, tequila sunrise rose that is that just won't stop blooming, and I hate to cut it. Until it till it does stop, but Rufus, is yours still blooming? Still just putting yeah. out those beautiful golden, yep. pink, 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 yellow, yeah. golden. Yeah, just kind of a. So uh, yeah, if yours is not blooming, go ahead and and well, do cut, that. To I, I, I give you a little suggestion on that. Cut it before you move it, and that way you don't have as much to handle. Yeah. Well, that's. I thought of that too, so that's good. And you want to add anything on that? I think you've got it taken care of. Yeah, and of course, uh, the more, little more drastic pruning would come in February. February, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Just cut it back to make it easier to move, and then cut it. Yeah, and I, you know, during the during the winter, since we're not enjoying the blooms, it's good to cut the foliage back some to 
maybe waist high so the winter winds won't blow it around and pull the roots and so forth. Okay, well, waist At least that's what I've been told. Well, mine's not blooming so much because it doesn't get enough sun, so that's why I want Oh, well, that's not good. That's the Yeah, you definitely need to move it to full sun. Right. Well, thank you very much. I, I learn a lot from your show. Well, thank you. And thank you. I'd like to say it's fun listening to your show because you're also cheerful. And it's just- <laughs> well, then, you know, that's good. That uh, was, uh, I think it evolved after I figured out what I was doing on the show <laughs> 35 years ago. I think it was it was more of a vision to kind of be a respite, uh, old-fashioned old radio. Well, it's great. It's yeah. great. So we, we don't allow good. powders around here. Mm. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. We don't allow powders? Boy, it leaves me out. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Paul, do you have anything to add to the Rose question? You guys covered it well. So what's going on in Vance County this morning? Uh, well, uh, it's a beautiful morning. Uh, I think there was a pretty sunrise, and uh, uh, life life progresses with extension. We're kind of wrapping up the year and already yeah. making plans for next year. So That's great. Lots lots of great programming coming up for 2021. My Master Gardeners are working on a great series of online seminars. We're going to have some wonderful speakers. That's a uh, good idea. They're going to be be free so folks can can log in and uh, hear some great speakers on on lots of good topics. We'll be getting more more details and information out on our website in the coming weeks. That's something you started – this summer or this fall? When, when did you start that little seminar series? Yeah, we started this summer. Uh, you know, the Master Gardeners, it, you just can't slow them down. A pandemic, you know, that's just that's just a little detour for them. They're yeah. going to keep plugging away and, and, and getting things done and continuing the outreach. Um, it's really quite inspiring. They've kept our, our demonstration gardens up. Um, and, you know, since we couldn't do our face-to-face outreach, um, they just shifted gears like it was nothing and uh, picked up the new technology and ran with it. That's fantastic. Yeah, everybody's adapting to different things. So the garden that you have there in uh, the Master Gardener's garden, uh, wh- what's blooming out there right now? Anything? Oh, you know, I, I was there yesterday, um, and I didn't even notice because uh, we we just actually completed a sidewalk expansion, oh, um, so that you can you can walk all the way around and see all the different beds. Well, that's a um, good idea. And so I was in- inspecting the concrete. <laughs> well, that's that's good. That's okay. Hardscapes are are a good addition to landscapes. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that some people don't always think about is uh, in in many cases it's best to start with your hardscape and uh, get that in first because if you come in later, you're going to be tearing up a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Who wants to take the Christmas tree question of uh, how to keep that thing going without uh, the use of glycerin or uh, sugar water? Don't need anything. <laughs> I'll start on it. Uh, All right. Since we're, uh, we've, we've been doing a lot for uh, about 30 years now uh, and had lots of people to come back and say that they continue to shop with us because our tree did well. So what we suggest is uh, getting a clean cut 
own the tree, a fresh cut. And, of course, we keep ours in water when we get them. And then we, we give a fresh cut before we send it off with our customer and um, put it in a stand if you have your stand. And it's really good if you do. And then when you get home, you need to immediately put it in water or put water in your stand. Um, And then I would suggest that every day you just put fresh, cool water, just add some to your your, uh, stand. And and you don't, um, you never put it close to a heat vent or a, a lot of people have gas logs and and wood-burning fireplaces and that sort of thing. You never put it close to one of those um, because that tends to dry the air out anyway in your house. And so uh, if you have it close to that, you're going to dry the tree out. One thing that y'all do that uh, I think is very helpful, and it's called on in the industry, you know, the folks out at the farmer's market do it, is shaking the trees before you you, uh, put netting on them. The netting is great too, but the shaking it gets – the spent leaves right. off of it, right? But it also gets the aphids and thing and, and bugs <laughs> right. that have, uh, yeah, have taken a little journey. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and this is really weird. This year, I've never in thirty years, I've never seen this before. But we found about five or six mice nests in the trees, and they were up. I don't know because of some type of weather phenomena. We had we had mice nests up in the trees, and they were about most of them were about a foot or a foot and a half from the top of the tree. Wow, that's kind of really, hard to catch. It's really it? weird that um, yeah, only only one of them had babies in it, uh-huh. uh, and unfortunately, they had missed their mom. Yeah, uh, but the the rest of them were empty, but. Talking about shaking, I mean, we tried to look at every tree, but when there was one, I remember, and when we shook it, they had they had gotten some type of duck, like cotton or something from somewhere. I mean, this is weird. You're out in the middle of a Christmas tree farm, uh-huh. and I know there was a, a lot of seeds and weeds and things in the nest, but there was some type of cotton that they had gotten from somewhere and put in that nest. I'm a doggone. Huh. I, Rufus, was, you ever heard of a thing like that? I have. Uh, Since you're a mountain boy. I've run across it, and, and for some reason they, they find cotton. They find it. <laughs> I or know. Cotton or wool, they will find it. Well, I it. mean, there's still cotton in the fields. Spent, spent, yeah, uh, but most of the They're not much in my yard. But no. <laughs> Probably not a lot in the mountains. I don't know but how much where, cotton you grow up there. Where are these? I mean, this is like a 100-acre Christmas tree farm. Yeah. And those mice would have to go a long ways. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how they put that. Have you asked uh, the tree farm owner about it? No, I haven't had a chance to talk with Bill. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be but, he'd um, be interested too. Yeah, I, it's just it's just kind of weird. Well, well I'm let's, let's come to the truth here. What'd you do with those little babies? What all, all the little babies? There was only one nest that had some babies. Yeah, but they had missed their mom, right. and they were already. That's gone. A, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think yeah. that's that's what I'm going to do when I get home <laughs> to see if there, there is a mouse nest or a praying mantis. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also might find a, yep, a praying mantis true. in your tree or that's something. True. Wouldn't that be nice? So, yep. Bill, do, do you find that in the first couple of days the tree really drinks up? You know, the first couple of days when you bring it home, <clears> the tree really drinks up a lot of water? It should. It should. It should. Yeah. If it's yes, fresh, that, it should. 
Got about that's 20 seconds. The only thing I know of is you can't water too much. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's true. But especially watch it the first couple of days in the home. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So we'll talk more about that and, and other Christmas items and your trees and shrubs coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And Paul McKenzie is with us okay. here from uh, the Extension Service in Warren and Vance Counties. Uh, Johnny Coley will be on next week. He's with Granville and also the Person County Extension Service. And we're we're uh, hoping to get our friend Co- um, up in Franklin County uh, to be on with us. And uh, some maybe some other Extension Service members in, in the uh, in the future, and, and Ma- who knows, Master Gardeners. Well, uh, we appreciate the support and the opportunity, Mike, that's for sure. Well, I hope so. I, I know some folks are, are scared to be on or don't know if they – not sure if they can answer questions on the fly and things like Those are the things I've heard over the years. I think they're, the, they're short-selling the, themselves. The flies need to be a little bit larger <laughs> to, to do well. So, uh, yeah, but uh, – of course, uh, we've had had some really great extension service members, and the show was started partially by Irv Evans, who uh, who's a king of them all, uh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. He, he's a, a great one. Enjoy his yeah. Facebook postings. And are you friends with Irv on Facebook, Paul? I'm friends with Irv on on Facebook, and I'm I'm although I haven't spoken to him in ages, I consider him a friend in real life too. He's a great guy. Yeah. I haven't seen, uh, seen Irv in a while, but, uh, he, he shows us uh, the plants that, uh, some of the plants growing in his landscape and they are, are many and varied. I'll He's tell you. a phenomenal plant. He sure is. He is and he, he proved that from day one, taught me a lot, uh, as Ann and, and Phil and Rufus and a lot of people have on this show over the years, but, uh, yeah. Oh, that's start- a high compliment coming from you. Yeah. All started with, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll start. Well, I think you've you've proven your chops, Rufus. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of chops, in many ways, yesterday on on the Tar Heel Traveler, there was this cute story on a, a, a little barn like Christmas shop in Timberlake, North Carolina. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Frank movie. Frank Timberlake Frank, doesn't own it, does no, he? Frank doesn't own it. But I, I think of our wonderful trip up there that time. Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe we get to do that again sometime. We will. We will. Fun. Definitely, definitely will. And uh, maybe it'll be a little cooler. It was in September. It was late September, and it was still mighty warm that day. But that good peach ice cream, I'm telling you, that homemade. Yeah, Rob Ford and his, his uh, mother and daddy made that. He well, does. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They made it right on the site. That's right. Dave Bradshaw and, and his right son on up the there. And <laughs> I ate a sight of it. T.G. Brooks store. In yes. Timberlake is where we where we did a show. Is that is that your county, Paul? Or no, that's pers- that was Person County. Yeah, who, yeah. Who's, who's county? Johnny was with us. Yeah, Johnny was with us. That's yeah. right. All right. Uh, at any rate, and Rufus, uh, I I bought three books, and and Rufus has been over there signing to my <laughs> specifications what this morning. What is he morning. signing them in? He's uh, well, and what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Ann? Well, he, he, don't or what? don't <laughs> confuse me any more than I'm, I'm confused. I'm signing them in my blood. Yeah, <laughs> he's got fresh all these ink pens, just like here. the president. He gets fresh ink pens over there to to do that. Uh, right. 
lifelong friends of of mine from Nashville. I'm going to take them take them down there today and um, and leave them for uh, Cliff Joyner, who was a former town councilman and uh, just a wonderful guy. He, he may be he's definitely one of the nicest people I've ever met and uh, known. But he you know he went to Carolina, went with our uh, governor Cooper and um, Tim Valentine's son Steve. They all went to Carolina at the same time, and they all got into law school at Carolina. Cliff didn't go. He instead came back to Nashville to work with his father, who owned uh, about the only grocery store in in Nashville, maybe one of two. And he – so for 40 years, he – he bagged groceries, <laughs> so instead of going to law school, he came home and bagged groceries. Is what he what he expressed to me yesterday. Well, some of my detractors would say he decided to make an honest. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Cliff, probably no one has more friends than than Cliff Joyner, but then Steve Moore and Wayne Moore is his uh, brother, and so I'm going to take take them down today, and uh, as we pass through Nashville. But uh, there are they are great Christmas gifts or great gifts for for friends. Uh, any occasion, the, the yeah. Rufus Edmonston's autobiography, and you're you're helping the super kids because all yep. the profits off this book have gone to the super kids, and we've already given over over twenty five hundred dollars because of generosity of people like Phil, who has, has sold the book and who's made generous donations herself, and Mike has probably bought twenty books altogether. But it's just a good Christmas gift, even if I did write the doggone thing. You sure did. It's a great gift. A lot of toys. It's a wonderful gift. I know. It's an historic figure. And in and, and true uh, Cliff Joyner fashion, he says, well, Mike, can't I pay you for it? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Uh, 919-860-9783. Anything else about the, the Christmas tree? Uh, the, the glycerin, Paul, I know the glycerin and, and sugar water and all that stuff doesn't really help, does it? Does anything help but water? Just good old water. Yeah, right. that's the thing. I think Phil, Phil covered it well. Check, <laughs> check the water daily, especially those first couple of days. It might drink quite a bit. And, uh, you know, that's that's when you're you're really hydrating the tree is those first couple of days when it's taking up so much water. Now, and, there are some beautiful plants at Phil's house plants, Christmas cactus, and cyclamen, Ooh, uh, for instance, and poinsettias. Right. Why don't we start with poinsettias? And and it may be true for all three plants, uh, the care of them, but why don't we start with poinsettias? Well, some of them show their dryness more than others. Uh, so that's that's one thing you have to remember. And the poinsettia is – well, poinsettia and cyclamen are probably uh, just like right in there together because – the cyclamental, the leaves and the blooms will wilt over if it gets to, uh, starts to get dry. And then the poinsettia, the, the bracts will just kind of turn down and, and you know, and you can always just fill the soil with your, you know, go in and fill the soil with your fingers. Not just the top of the soil. Right. You have to go down, just scratch down in there just a little bit. But the safest thing to do is lift the lift the container that it's in. And if you do that, excuse me and it's really easy just to pick it up then it's probably not it's probably going to need some water um so i would say maybe once every two three about every three days or something like that and we have saucers that we give you 
the little plastic saucers. So I would definitely put one of those under it. And if that saucer maintains water for more than two or three hours, then you have too much water in your plant. So then with the uh, Christmas cactus, it does not, it's a cactus, so it does not need to be uh, wet at all. It just needs to to maintain medium uh, moisture in the soil. And same thing with it. I I always do that. I, I have this habit of going into the poinsettia house and I mean, my ladies do a fantastic job of watering and caring for the plants, but it's just a habit of going in and starting to pick some things up randomly to see if there's been something that was missed when watering uh, took place or, you know, sometimes plants just take up more water than others. And so you've got to be really careful, though, because if you overwater, uh, the leaves will start to turn yellow and... uh, just and you'll lose your bloom on the especially on the cactus and the um and the cyclamen the cyclamen will turn really yellow if you get those too wet so just uh they're just like everything else it's like rufus said a few minutes ago i mean with a christmas tree that's the one thing you can keep putting water in and and it won't hurt it at all it'll help but then all the plants you have to be really careful with your plants and yet beautiful wrapping that you put around it. People must must be sure and cut holes in the wrapping for the wrapping so that the water will seep out. Now, that's the best way to kill a, a poinsettia right. or any other plant is to leave that wrapping on the bottom right. and not get a drainage. Right. There's a, there's a hole right in the middle of the pot under under the bottom. And if you buy one or if you ha- just ask them to give you one of the little uh, saucers, and uh, you can put that right under there, punch a, take a pencil or your, just your finger and punch a little hole, and then that will drain into the saucer so you'll know when it's wet. Now, what causes a, a cyclamen to just kind of wither, wither away? Too much water. Too much water. Well, let me say this. It's either not enough or too much. You have to be, if you put too much on it, it's mostly going to turn yellow and look really sick. If you don't put enough, it's going to just, it'll fade away on you. Is it that, I mean, are they that picky? No, um, they're just, I don't know, they're, they're, they're just not picky, picky, but you just have to kind of keep, keep the water at a, you know, a good place. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hey, Mike, I got to say, all these things make such great Christmas gifts, and if you go out and visit one of these mom-and-pop nurseries like Campbell Road, and, and you'll find them all across the state. You're supporting a local business. Yes. You're probably getting a much higher quality plant than you would, than you might find at some of the national retailers. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know, you're Gosh, Phil has some beautiful ones. She really has some of the most beautiful Christmas cactus and cyclamens. Um, yeah. And, of course, poinsettias that her brother grows. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, Paul, thanks for saying that. And then the other thing that we have to remember is that there's there are plants, certain just certain ones out of the lot. Um, you know, you could have like 50 cyclamen, and there there's always maybe one or two that might have developed some type of disease in the soil or um, – or it just was a weaker plant from the beginning. 
Um, and that's, again, that's how I say that, that plants are like people. You know, some people live to be 100 years old and some people live to be 50 years old. And so you have to be, <laughs> you have to be really uh, careful uh, and watch your plant and tend to it. And if it does seem to be that it's just not uh, when you water it or, or don't water it or try to, you know, you treat it like you think it should be treated and it still just won't come back. You may have to let it go and get another one. Mm-hmm. Well, Linda has a cyclamen that is at least ten years old. Right? Wow! Phil, what? Phil gave she her one of the What's shows. her secret? I just in a nice kitchen window and mm-hmm. sparingly watering it and talking and to pitting it. it, pitting it, once pitting it. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's uh, Linda's is actually in a, a north kitchen window. Right. And so it doesn't get any hot, hot sun at any time during the day. It never right. gets really – so that's one thing, too. You don't want it to get too much heat. And it's up – I would think it was probably a little cooler in that kitchen yeah, window. It certainly because is it, about 6 o'clock in the morning when I'm getting up to come to, <laughs> to, come to this show. Do you walk on your tiptoes like my grandson oh, when, it, when his feet, feet are cold? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. That's great. Yeah, he does. So – uh, that that sounds like the way we grow orchids is is yeah. a room that I mean is there's a lot of a lot of windows but it's a fairly cool room and it's mostly north uh, north by north most of the windows and and are on the north side right. so yeah the orchids seem to most seem to indoor go plants well out there. would do better like that anyway because they don't do well even the foliage plants don't do well with hot sun. Like even a fiddly fig, as thick as the the leaves are in that thing, it does not like hot sun shining on it. Rufus, does that ten year old cyclamen get? Does it get repotted every so often? It has never been repotted, mm-hmm. and, and I and I say, well, it's doing fine. Don't bother it. Wow. So now it, it doesn't have as many blooms as it used to, but it still produces, and it's just lovely. Now, what, what's your advice on re, repotting? these plants phil i would just get some um some really nice potting soil something that's sterile of course and um don't break your roots apart that much don't disturb your roots that much when you repot it uh in a plant like that um they'll they'll root out uh pretty easy they should i mean unless it's just so root bound like Rufus's is probably pretty root bound, I'm and sure it may it have used up all the soil um, in there. But uh, Linda's taking good care of it, so it's making it. Uh, but um, I would just be really careful, and unless it's really, I mean, just like full of roots, I would not disturb the roots at all that much. Just now, gen- how do you not gently, disturb the roots? You gently, just gently dump it out into your hand, and um, Put it into a, another container with some sterile soil in it. Water it and just leave it. Don't, don't you know, and plant it the same uh, depth that it's planted. But can the can houseplants become root bound? Yes, yeah, very much right. so. Yes. And so, how do you handle that? Well, then you would have to uh, break the roots apart some. But I would say very gently, just take your hand and, I guess, for lack of a better word. Massage the roots a little bit, just right. gently yeah. go around and, and around the uh, bottom of it and then around the edges 
Okay. So you think that sounds good, Paul? Oh yeah, and and I think probably most house plants would be would benefit from being um, uh, repotted every couple of years. Yeah. And you know you don't want to go from a tiny pot to a huge pot. You know you kind of just want to go a step up each time. Right. Right. Very good. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. We'll talk to Lyndon in Cary and Steve in Greensboro. Coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener, it's eight fifty one. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 8.55. Let's go to Lyndon and Carrie uh, next on the Weekend Gardener. Good morning, Lyndon. Good morning. How's everybody doing? We're doing well. I, I believe you've called us before, haven't you? I sure have, yeah. I had a question about uh, some, some apple trees and how to plant them and uh, and where to plant them, and they're they're doing good. Wonderful. That's, yeah. And How can we help you today? Well, don't today, take his. So my mother was <laughs> actually mom was born in Todd and grew up, grew up in Boone. Oh my oh, goodness! How about that? Yeah, and uh, she gave me a bush. She swears it's a hazelnut bush, and I'm not I'm not going to say it's not. <laughs> yeah. But it has. You know, I bought it down here to carry. And it's doing really good. I mean, it's grown from about uh, one foot or two foot to over seven or eight feet. But it's not produced any hazelnut. So now, they will grow in the mountains, I can tell you that, because this uh, local chiropractor had a hazelnut farm, and it did just fine in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And so my question is, uh, does it need a, is there a male, female that, you know, what, what, what can I do to actually get the nut? Because it's not producing any uh, hazelnuts. Well, come come into the studio as the weekend gardener. You can find five of them here right now. <laughs> That's right. We are. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> what, what was your mother's name? Uh, she was a wood ring. Wood ring. So, yeah. So we've oh, plenty of wood rings. I'm at a school. Some wood rings up there. Well, you know, I asked mom because. I was up there over Thanksgiving. We went to uh, Hopewell Baptist Church, and uh, probably about half the people buried there are relatives, Lucabills, Pugmans, and Woodring. But uh, she she seems to have remembered you in school. So she she would have been, uh, her nickname was Half Pint. Half Pint? <laughs> half Pint, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I'll declare I don't remember any Half Pint. But she... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to... Yeah, but, what I see is that you need to grow hazelnut trees with strong genetic differences. One is a pollinator and one is a producer. Uh, the trees need to be within about 65 feet of each other for cross-pollination, so you do need more uh, than okay. one. I bet I've just got, yeah, I've just got, I need to get uh, probably the producer. Yeah, it may be kind of like a pecan tree where you actually do have the male and female flowers on the same tree, but um, they're still not able to pollinate themselves. Um, so with pecan okay. trees, it's the same way. You got to have um, two two trees of different cultivars. Um, so yeah. that might be 
that might be the case with this. And of course, also you'll need full sun. Did did it bloom well? Has it started blooming? Yeah, yeah, it, it blooms really well. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. I say, it's grown grown like a weed. That could be the special fertilizer if it found it. Yeah, you definitely need a separate male and female plants. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. that. You're very welcome. And let us know if you if you find one. I, they they're native. I mean, they're found throughout North Carolina. So oh, yeah. you you shouldn't. And and there's some good growers. Yeah, we used to go get chinky pins when I was you know we grew up. Oh uh, boy! Between Boone and Lenore, <laughs> and uh, we'd go get chinky pins in the summer. And yeah. you got to watch watch and not get bitten real badly by those little spurs. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yep. <laughs> but I don't think many people today have any idea what a chinky pen is. <laughs> They've been to chinky pen probably there near uh, in Reedsville. In, near, and there's a chinky, chinky pen uh, down in, in uh, uh, near Aurora, too. Yeah, is that uh, Pender County? The pen, let's see, Aurora. No, Aurora. No, no. Uh, chinky pen I thought was, well, there must be more Both than one chinky pen. There's, there one, there's one down in Pender Plantation. County. Yeah. Kind of a little. Yeah, uh, Aurora is near Bellhaven and Little Washington, all down in there, isn't it? Yep, yep. sure is. Chocolaterity goes across the uh, across yeah. the sound from yeah. there. Yep. Well, where where did you grow up? I grew up just below Boone, in in between Boone and Lenore. As oh, we okay. say, they used to say to somebody, "Where do you work?" This uh, I work down to Nor. <laughs> that's, that's right. Where, where you work? I worked at Broadhill. <laughs> yeah, you go to, to Broadhill. Go to the plant. Oh wow! But my grandmother was yeah was uh, in Perkinsville. That's we got it. We got to go. Uh, this is WPTF okay. in Raleigh.